welcome, 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 guys. We are live on another live stream simulcast of the Marketing Your Podcast show. And today we are here with Dr. Joe Salustio, and he is the owner, founder, and kind of all around make stuff happen person for the EdUp experience. And it's a podcast network that has something like, uh, I don't know, you guys have a roster of shows. I don't know, dozen, dozen plus, dozens maybe of shows in the educational experience and someone who I'm very excited to talk to today about whether or not you should start a podcast network, um, what kind of goes into that, and then kind of talking about just podcast networks more in general. So Joe, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. And you know, I've just recently had a, a house move, so you're going to see some junk behind me. The window's bright. Uh, you know, it is what it is. When you move, you just kind of make things happen. You know? Well, the nice thing about podcasts, though, is that, you know, technically speaking, this is made for a podcast. And so there are there are benefits to it, right? You know, so don't don't sweat it. I don't think that uh, you know most of us are nerdy enough to care about the content and uh, not worry about the life in there. Joe, let's just get into it. I we, we were talking off uh, recording about your guys' history, and I asked you, you know, what your role was in the network because I had gotten that wrong on our previous episode. If you hadn't listened to our previous episode, I'll go back and listen to that one. I had gotten that wrong, and I had kind of assumed someone was the founder and the owner of something because they were picking up so many roles and they had so many different hats within the organization. So I just kind of assumed that they were the founder. You actually are the founder, but similarly, you are, you're doing kind of lots of things. So I'd love for you to kind of take us uh, behind the curtain on the EdUp experience, you know, share a little bit about how you guys got started, maybe why you guys got started and, um, you know, what you guys do for, for educators. Sure. So I'll make a long story short um, for purposes of a, of a good podcast. We uh, I was actually doing a podcast with a different outfit. Um, this is the end of 2019. I just finished my doctorate. I was doing this podcast. And this organization, a higher ed organization that was podcasting, closed. They just weren't making any money. And so Elvin Freites is a co-founder of the Edip Experience. He sent me a text message and he just said, hey, man, uh, I got an idea. Let's, let's do something together. And we had just met. And, and my response to him, this is the funny part of our story, is I said, I don't care what it is. Let's do it. So we had agreed to do something without actually saying what that something was. Well, it happened to be a podcast. And if you know higher ed at all, um, or you, maybe you don't, uh, it's traditionally you have to have a flavor for talking about education. So most people find it boring to talk about higher ed and how it moves and what it is. And we said, there's a space here. There's a space for a podcast to come in. And there really wasn't too much going on in high red when it came to podcasting. And the ones that existed were really horribly paint, dry, boring. Um, and so we said, we're going to bring in a little bit of flavor. Elvin does a lot of uh, work in enrollment and marketing. I was doing the same. I'm an administrator. I'm with a university called Claremont Lincoln University. And we have this um, this great bond together, and we started podcasting, and we started taking ourselves way too serious at the beginning, moved forward, we added, the best decision of our lives was to add a third co-founder, her name is, is, is Elizabeth Liba, and she's also a co-host, and um, Elvin went behind the camera, behind the camera, behind the microphone, and Liz and I stayed in front, and we became the Edup Experience podcast, and uh, 220 episodes later, close to 60,000 downloads now of our episodes, we've been dominating higher ed uh, podcasting. So what, is, what does that mean? What is higher, higher ed podcasting? I think I have an idea, but I'd love to know about that. And then tell me about what I, what I, LinkedIn has this 
a great or terrible algorithm. I don't know. Some people are, would say both ways. But I kept seeing the EdUp experience or the higher ed experience. There was, there was something, you know, all these different shows, you know, kind of had this, this tag on it. What, what happened there? Because how did it grow from one show to kind of a roster? And, and what, what was that all about? Yeah, you know, that's, um, I like to say we crowdsourced our brand is, is the best way to put it. So once we really established our main podcast series, which is the EdUp Experience podcast, uh, we were doing very well between Liz, uh, Elvin, and myself. We have probably, I don't know, 120, 150,000 followers on LinkedIn. And so we were putting out episodes. Brand was going well. And we had some people came to us and, and said, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And the light went out for us and said, wow, we have this really amazing brand we've developed. What if we partner with great people who become a host of a spinoff and we create these spinoffs under our brand. And the first one we went with is EdUp EdTech, right? So one of the things that was happening with our podcast is people were, were basically giving us feedback saying the EdTech sector is growing so rapidly. We need more EdTech focused content. So we said, well, why should we send somebody else to an educational podcast that talks about technology when we could start our own? So we partnered with Holly Owens and she is uh, the host of our EdTech, uh, EdUp EdTech podcast. Well, then we, we've got a buddy that's in Australia and he's doing a lot of great work. His name is Warren Kennard and he's doing a lot of great work in Australia talking about education, non-credit. And so, well, Warren, what do you think about starting EdUp Australia? So then we started going, well, what if we had EdUp Australia? What if we had EdUp UK? What if we had EdUp India? What if we had EdUp Mexico? What and we started thinking more globally and, and then it kind of got, we got normal again with, with our thoughts and, um, and we started, I think we have a, a four or five affiliate podcasts. We have EdUp K through 12, EdUp STEM. Um, uh, we have EdUp Australia, EdUp EdTech. I'm forgetting one in there, but you get the picture. And then from there, we, we obviously we created a network of other podcasters. And we had some folks that said, hey, look, are you partnering with other brands, other existing podcasts? And so we said, well, well let's bring in like-minded podcasters who are talking about education and put them under our umbrella. And our brand was, is very strong and let them reap the benefits of being associated with the EdUp Experience. 17 or 18 shows later, under the EdUp Experience podcast network, we have an official network. So cool. I'm such a, a media geek, you know, I, I geek out on like the stories of like how magazines came to be. And, and, you know, I think about like, uh, the founder of Disney, kind of that whole path, not the founder, the CEO, Bob, uh, Eager, Iger, however you say his name, you know, like those, those Bob Iger. Yeah. Those people, I think really, I don't know if they laid the blueprint, but you're, you're someone who's now taking the, the old media blueprint and you're sticking it on media 2.0. And it's just, it's so awesome to see it coming to fruition. It's so awesome to see you being able to do it and scale it so, so quickly, frankly. You know, if you think about some of these other entities, think about something like SportsCenter or, or ABC's family of, of channels, how long it took, you know, to develop those different channels and brands and how quickly you were able to put a podcast network together. We were lucky. I mean, you know, part of it too, and it's a circumstance, right? So with coronavirus, what was happening is you were having this convergence of, of mental health and social justice and education. 
And so one of the ways that we were able to look at the network was it, we're not just talking about education solely by itself. We had an experience podcast that Liz and I co-host and Elvin produces. We're talking about education with presidents primarily and CEOs and founders. But there's this other space of education, mental health, uh, K-12. There's these other components that we said, well, we need to be part of that conversation. And so the social justice piece really came into it organically. And we said that, that they're really synonymous. Education is something that you need to solve a lot of the problems in social justice. And so there's three or four podcasts that are devoted to social justice and, and bringing the message of hope to and dialogue to uh, and equality and equity to the conversation. And so we expanded from just education and higher education to being really education and social justice focused. And so we, our mission is to inspire lifelong learning. That means that we can potentially bring in any show that teaches or facilitates learning. And so we started to look at things with a broader view, which helped the network grow in totality. What's interesting is I... You answered my last question, so I had to think of another one on the fly because if I would have asked the same one, <laughs> you just went over. I could answer it a different way. Well, yeah. what what I what I think is important is to we talk a lot about on on this show the importance of knowing who your audience is or knowing who your listener is and being very either intentional or observant with that. And I think you, whether it was intuitively or intentionally, had an understanding of who you were appealing to. What what is needed in that industry or in amongst those people and going out there and either finding or creating the value uh, for that. So can you just talk about either what you guys think about when it comes to your audience or who are we serving or, you know, who are our, our, our stakeholders or can you just kind of take us behind the scenes on, on what your thought process is behind that? Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, now that we, you know, for our, for the main podcast. So let's talk about the Edup Experience podcast first, because that's our flagship. And, and Liz Elvin and I, you know, we're, we're really in the higher ed space. We're interviewing, as I said, presidents, CEOs, chancellors, people that in the higher ed, you know, you always wonder who's behind the curtain making these decisions at these big universities. And, and so we're, ex I want to say exposing in a good way, the great messaging and the great leadership that comes from those colleges and universities and how that affects society, how, you know, cause we're pumping out graduates that go on to become future leaders. And so let's learn about what's being taught and how it's being taught. Um, so from there though, we, like I said, we, the mental health piece reared its, uh, itself during coronavirus. And so a lot of our conversations we were having with these high level folks, a piece of it was, was about mental health. When you extrapolate that out and you and we started publishing these episodes that maybe had a little bit more of a mental health or health or social justice focus, and we saw the listenership go up, we said, well, wait a minute. Um, we, we Even listenership and social media engagement, we have something we need to talk about here. So one of the spinoffs that we created is called Ed Up Explained, and it's with a host. Uh, her name's Ashanti, Mar uh, Ashanti Martin. She's a journalist, and she wrote a very popular LinkedIn, a very popular article in the New York Times that went viral on LinkedIn. And we said one of the one of the audiences is we want to talk about um, we want to talk about mental health. We want to talk about social justice, and we want to talk about it from the perspective of a journalist who's connected loosely to education, but that it is educating. And so let her go off and do her thing on the side here. We're still going to dominate the audience and the listenership we have with our main podcast, but it's like a spider web. You want to, you want to, you know, really identify your core audience, but what audiences are you missing and what you can't do it alone. 
that's the thing with a network and that's the premise of a network is there's no way you can capture all these different audiences with a podcast that has a single topic. You have to bring in other ideas. And those people, when they become a, a network host, bring in their audience. And you, co you, you cross brand, you know? So that, that was really the premise. That's how we expanded the audience. And, you know, th there was a thought like, you know, the more spinoffs we have, we're going to reduce our own market share of our main podcast episode. And that's exact opposite of what has happened. We've seen our listenership go up um, 15% since we started adding network shows because those people who are being exposed to network shows are coming to us. Um, and, and vice versa. We want some of our audience to go to our network shows and listen. So it's about teamwork. It's about community. We're promoting each other's shows. Um, and it's about, you know, I guess it's about impact as, as much anything else that if you're going to be listening to a conversation about social justice and education and higher education, we want you to be listening to the Edip Experience Network. And uh, we're going to put content in front of you that hopefully facilitates that. That's, that's a beautiful mission. And I think, well, well said. We talk about the audience, and I think I think what you've done very well is it's it's purpose driven, or it's mission driven, or it's it's impact driven, as you talked about. But there's a lot of stakeholders, and and I think one thing that you kind of um, you mentioned was network shows. Can you just establish, or can you just kind of quickly, you know, you have your flagship show, you have your network show, and then I think you have the ones that you produce on your own. What are what are those called? They're just all add up experience. Uh, okay, uh, spinoffs. Like uh, spinoffs. And the networks are the ones that you've partnered with outside podcasters who already had maybe an established show and you put them under your umbrella. Yep. And so Wonderful. we to give you a good, good just a quick example, uh, this uh, guy, his name is Mike Yates. He runs a uh, basically a K through 12 podcast called Schoolish. And he had a great he has a great audience. He has a great podcast. W what we did is we just synergized, for lack of a better way to say it. We brought him an audience. He's brought us an audience and, and we add to the conversation in that way. So it's, it's those pieces, those ancillary pieces that, you know, it's like, um, what's the thing that it goes that uh, the sum of the parts is, the whole is the sum of the parts, or I don't remember how it goes, but the idea is that, you know, you put the pieces together to, to put the puzzle together. And we've, we're, we're putting a puzzle together of all the conversation around higher ed and education in general. You mentioned bringing an audience and kind of, you know, synergizing. What are some of the benefits or what is the value that you try and bring to the hosts? And can you talk a little bit about how, how you might share your audience or what, um, what things networks can do to you know, cross-promote their shows? Yeah, so what, what we do as the flagship uh, podcast and the, and the people that, are, that created the network, you know, we highlight the other hosts as much as possible. I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, Elvin uh, will we'll do a LinkedIn post, for example, and we'll say, you know, have you met so-and-so host, um, they are running a podcast within the Edip Experience Network called This. And if you haven't checked it out, please do so. That brings in our Edip Experience flagship audience to that podcast host podcast. So we're cross-promoting via social media. We'll do, uh, uh, we'll do a summary post every week where we list every single guest, every show and every guest that's been uh, put out by the network. So that if you come across that post, you get to see the plethora of content and decide what you want to listen to. So we're really trying to highlight the hosts. Um, we have, uh, you know, we have what I think is a is a is a, a host positive revenue share agreement, where if the host is is gets a sponsorship, they're 
keeping the majority of the dollars that they get. We're not interested in trying to make dollars off of the, the people that are uh, with us entirely. Our mission is really broader than that. It's about influence. And so we want people to want to come to the network, if that makes sense. And we don't want to really bleed the revenue from them if they're working hard to, to get a sponsor. We want them to reap the benefit of that. Um, so, so, and then there's a nominal fee for being part of the network. So if you look at the benefit, it's highlighting, bringing in alternate uh, audiences. There's the social media piece that comes with it. And, you know, it's the brand, the strength of the, we, Elvin, Liz, and I spent a long year, and it doesn't seem like it's that long when I say year, but a year making the Oedip Experience podcast the dominant brand uh, in, I want to say a, a dominant media brand. Because we have people now, there's, there's publications in higher education. We'll have people tell us, hey, look, I've come to you guys to get my information on this. Or I come across your information as much as I do these publications that have 30 years media, you know, traditional media, online you know, publications of, of the sort. That's a good compliment for us that somebody's going, hey, Joe, we're coming to you guys to get this, uh, this information, this news. Uh, I, I don't think I could be more proud of what we've done. And uh, that's what I that's what I have to say about that. When you are kind of working with and having, you know, an umbrella of shows, what are some things that you communicate with your hosts about having a successful show? I'd imagine that a lot of times the hosts look to you for support or direction or advice. So is there anything that you find yourself saying often to them or that you guys have found is important to remind them often or, or just what are, what are some things that you guys are communicating with your hosts? So uh, Elvin, so as we've iterated through the flagship podcast, The Edit Experience, we've taken notes and Elvin has done a good job of writing all of those things down in a single word document that we share with every network host. And it starts with you know, how to market your podcast how to, um, what you should include in an email when it comes to media and social handles when you release an episode and you want the guests to share it. How do you get them to share that episode? How to uh, uh, secure uh, sponsorships? What kind of conversation to have? What kind of email should you send? What should it say? What should you return with? There's this guiding document, which has basically been, I want to call it um, uh, literally trial and error that we've gone through to build this brand to 60,000 listens, uh, the Edip experience on all the things that we've tried that have worked, that have not worked. And we share that with all of the hosts to go through, whether they're starting up a spinoff or it's a brand new network show, they get to go through that document and basically take what they want from it. They do some stuff better than we do some of the network sh shows. So they add to that document and it becomes a guiding framework for marketing and running a podcast. Um, that each network affiliate and spinoff can take and use as they'd like. Yeah, I think that's a, a really valuable thing that hosts can leverage that network effect. And, you know, it's not called a network for nothing, but there is the cross promotion. There's the the information, the the support. I'm sure there's some community that's that's built within the, the hosts and, and under that umbrella. And, when, you know, one thing, can I say, uh, Hector, one thing that we have done is we've cross hosted so once the shows become part of the network, and maybe there's a host that goes, oh, you know what? I'd really like to have a co-host on this episode of my podcast. Well, I'm going to go pluck you know, Holly from Ed Up Ed Tech, and I'm going to bring her onto the Schoolish podcast, or I'm going to bring her onto um, Tips and Tricks for Online Instructors with Danielle Shelton. And they've been, they have been, uh, I guess it's kind of like a Marvel team-up kind of thing. Like they, They're just teaming up to do 
more robust, more interesting podcast episodes by co-hosting with each other cross-brand. That's a huge and fun benefit of being a part of the network. Yeah, that is that is a really maybe it's not unique, but it is unique to uh, you know it really adds to that network effect if you can can leverage if you if you bring on just a co-host, you don't have that network to kind of build into. Then you're right; it doesn't it doesn't have that synergistic effect. Is there any other things or or stories or ideas that that come to mind when it comes to things that have helped market or grow a show or gain any new followings or listeners? You know, one of the biggest tips that I have that I would give away freely uh, without sharing our secret sauce entirely is the importance of a guest sharing your episode is almost more important than anything else, right? If you record with someone and that someone is going to share your episode to their network, that's obviously how you increase your audience. What What we have learned is that the guest typically is going to do one thing. We want them to do eight things. We want them to share it on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook. We want them to share the graphic. We want them to push it to their network. Oh, by the way, put it on Twitter. And we want them to do all these different things, even email. Their, you know, we'll remind them, hey, you could email this. You could take the audio and put it on your website. Here's the embed code. We want them to do all these things. And so we send them an email that lists all of the things that we want them to do, including tagging us in social. The one, the number one thing, is the one thing that they're probably gonna do. So make sure that number one thing, the most important thing you want them to do is listed as number one. Is it share on Twitter? If that's where your dominant social media platform is? Is it share on LinkedIn? Is it to put it on the website? Is it, did you give them an audio cutout that they can use to quote themselves in social media? And that's the most important thing. What is your most dominant social media sharing channel? And make sure that whatever you're asking the guest to do that is most important is the first thing that you put there. Because if you've got a decently sized email, which we do, to say that the guest is going to read through everything that you want them to do and do it is unlikely. And frankly, it's, it's a lot to ask. But if they do the number one thing, the rest is optional for us. It's, it's, it's value add. If they do any of the other stuff beyond number one, that's amazing. But if they just do that first thing that is most important to us in increasing our audience, which for us is really sharing on LinkedIn, and here's a graphic, and here's how you do it, and here's how you tag us, the rest is gravy. That's what we're looking for. And so make sure that when you do your email and you send it to a guest with all the media options they have, that that first one is, the, is listed as number one, and it's the most important one to you to grow your audience. That's a brilliant tip. Yeah, a really great tip. And I think you, you added some great gems in there and making it easy, giving instructions, kind of kind of baby stepping them through the process so that they're, they make sure that there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no questions or doubts about how or when or why to do it. Yeah, I think as any, if, you, if it's not easy, and we're dealing with a higher ed audience, so a lot of the folks that we're dealing with too darn, I'm not going to say they're social media savvy completely. Some are amazing, some are in the middle, some are, are not, and some of them have media teams. But if you don't make it easy, no one's going to do it. And that includes your handles, having them written out you know, at Joe Salustio so that they don't have to go and search for you and go, oh, which not that Joe Salustio is probably that common of a name, but if your name's John Smith, I got to go search through John Smith. I want to know exactly what the handle is. So that's, that's just what, that's like the biggest thing we've done to grow our audience is to to have that number one thing happen uh, and facilitate it through the email. This has been uh, fantastic, Joe, and uh, a ton of just insight. Selfishly, I have been 
hesitant to tell anybody, but I guess I'll say on the show that I, I think that it, I, I would love to start a network one day, whenever that, that time comes. My wife wants me to start it like last week. I'm like, you know, we've got, you know, a couple of projects we need to grow before, but selfishly, this has been a fantastic conversation. And I know that for hosts who are either on the fence or even if they're not in, in place of consideration yet, I think there's a ton of value here. What I would ask in my last question is for a host who is either considering looking into a network or wants to get into a network or who is in that place of, you know, there are a lot of different routes to kind of grow your show, but they've, they've kind of decided that at least the network is a route that they're going to investigate or try or test out or whatever it is. What would you say to a host who is in that place in their journey? You know, I just don't know if there's a lot to lose by joining a network. If your show is so big and you're generating revenue, significant revenue, and you don't want to share that revenue, that's one thing. But by and large, uh, the majority of podcasts out there like ours are not Joe Rogan making $100 million where you have to worry about losing all sorts of dollars uh, to someone else. It's, it's about incremental growth of your audience. And joining a network will give you that incremental growth. It gives you access to resources, to other people's networks, to, you know, to um, you know, cross-promote shows. And that incremental improvement gives you the opportunity to, to have more people be interested in your podcast, which can include sponsors. And then if you're able to generate any revenue and you have a share, it's revenue you didn't have before. That's the way to think about it. So unless you're generating significant amounts of revenue, there's no reason not to join a network. The benefits are there. The, the camaraderie is there. It's just more fun, to be honest with you. And podcasting, as you know, Hector, there's a lot of podcasts. They do it for a little while, and then it fizzles out. The number one thing with podcasting is consistency. Your network expects you to produce the content once you establish a, um, a, an audience. And so, you know what? It has to be fun. And having other people to shoot things around with makes it more fun. It makes you want to do more in terms of content. So I don't see a downside, frankly. I think that's great advice. Great advice. Probably for another conversation, we could talk about you know what these monetization routes are or options, because I think that's something that I think it's a whole can of worms, I'm sure. If you guys are, are catching this and you've made it thus far, we want to thank you so much for sticking with us. Joe, the podcast is up and going. I know you guys just had a, a rather cool guest come on recently. Can you talk about who you just recently had on and, and kind of give some direction on how to find the, the EdUp experience? Sure. So the EdUp experience podcast, you can uh, see it at www.edupexperience.com. We've got all of our episodes there listed on our website where you can sift through by category. We've got everything categorized. Um, today, we actually dropped an episode with uh, Patrick Methfin. He's the director of post-secondary student success at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, talking about a huge, huge report that was dropped on higher education called the Post-Secondary Value Commission Report, which talks about equity in education. It's a huge topic. It's really changing the game. Being able to talk directly with the people involved of the report is, is huge news for us at the EdUp Experience to be able to drop today uh, and uh, encourage everybody to check it out. So. Uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn. You can connect with me. I'm always responding to everybody who connects with me. Follow Liz, Elizabeth Leiba, Elvin Freitas, my uh, uh, co-hosts and founders of the EdUp Experience podcast. And then the network, the EdUp Experience network podcast, you can see uh, from the website, just click on shows and it gives you a list of all the shows that we have a part of the network. I love it. What was the URL? www.edupexperience.com.
Easy, easy money. All right, guys, thank you so much for sticking with us. If you guys have any questions, throw those down there in the comments and we'll come back and do our best to answer those. Make sure you subscribe to the EdUp Experience. And if you're not already subscribed to the Marketing Your Podcast show, we'll go and hit that follow, or I think they're taking out the subscribe button. I think it's now, it's turning over to the follow. So, you know, we're gonna show our age very soon, but you know, hit all the buttons and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Your Podcast show. If you enjoyed this interview, we'd encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes with some fantastic guests. If you have any questions, we encourage you to go and find me on LinkedIn. And if you want more podcast resources, go to www.amplifymedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com for more podcast marketing resources. We hope you're having an amazing day and we can't wait to host you on the next episode of the Marketing Your Podcast show.